Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. 75-plus-year-old white guys. Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to another episode of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? Um, I hate to be assumptive, but I feel like I know how everybody's <laughs> kind of doing. Um, <laughs> we uh, The show must go on, even though True. this is... Uh, the a sun the Sunday before my kid's school officially got canceled, uh, for at least uh, the rest of the month, and I gotta assume that you're in three, one of three buckets, Dan. Are there three? Uh, well, yeah, at least right. Oh, okay. Either, I didn't know there either were number one, the world is ending. Yes. Oh, those kind of buckets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Number two, the media is just ridiculous. True. Or number three, you know, uh, what if the media is not ridiculous? And the world is ending. <laughs> so I've kind of yeah. gone through. Yeah. Um, gone through the five stages of <laughs> the five, three buckets. Yeah, yeah of realization. But yeah. we're going to talk plenty about the coronavirus later, in, in, uh, which gives me an opportunity to say, I think we should have called it the corona flu. I thought that would have helped out. Uh, but that would have made us all feel better. Just a little bit. Uh, but I did want to acknowledge that things are nowhere near normal. So I can't yes, just true. I can't just smile and right. say, thanks for coming. Yeah. Good, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. But um, But with that, we are still off. Oh, we're off. <laughs> we are off. <laughs> but we're gonna get we're gonna get through it. I think it's gonna be. I still. I. I don't think. I know it's still gonna be a good show. Is it because okay, at good. a time like this? Yeah. We everyone needs someone to look for inspiration, right? Or at least distraction and, <laughs> and distraction. And no one can distract you. I meant to say uh, distraction, like, like but you. I said inspiration. So well, whichever. Listen. So we I, offer everything. I am excited about a, a, a new sponsor. So episode number 47, this one brought to you by Simple Path Financial. If you're struggling with unsecured debt, we have a solution. Simple Path Financial has funded over $2 billion to date with over 100,000 customers. I've been in debt and I've been out of debt. And I can tell you that it's a hell of a lot better being out of debt. All right. So check out Simple Path Financial. That's simplepathfinancial.com or call call them at 949-316-3500. Three, two, get on the right path by taking the simple path. Don't forget to follow us on somethingsbrewing.com. Follow us on Instagram at somethingsbrewing or shoot us an email to Corey at somethingsbrewing. So producer Dan, how are you really feeling? I feel fine. <laughs> yeah, you look yeah, fine. Just don't, I feel fine. Don't make me go to the grocery store. Oh, tell me about it. I'm sure we'll talk much. Yeah, we got a whole new segment. Oh, a whole I new bet. segment for it. Oh, yeah. It's been crazy. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm fine. You, you look, you look my daughter. Good. My daughter had the actual flu a couple times since we last did a show. Mm-hmm. She had flu A and B. Oh goodness! She's an overachiever. Uh, but no, <laughs> we're you know we're on lockdown. We do not have any toilet paper, so there's no need to break into our house. <laughs> I know. Just want to let the listeners know <gasps> we have crazy. no supplies. It's crazy. Don't worry about it. it is crazy. I, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to the, a new segment. It's called the Corona Diaries. Di- um, Diaries. <laughs> yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was pronouncing that right. <laughs> one of the sim- one of the symptoms of Corona is mild uh, diaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 
In episode 47, though, we do have a favorite number 47 of all time. Oh, really? And considering the Cubs never did anything when I was a kid, uh, when the playoffs, when it always came to the Major League Baseball playoffs, I was always a huge Atlanta Braves fan. And my favorite Atlanta Brave of all time is number 47, Tom Glavin, born in 1966. He's 53, came from Concord, Massachusetts, made his Major League debut in 1987 for the Braves. Um, his win-loss record was 305 wins to 203 losses. He's one of 24 major league pitches, pitchers to win over three, 300 games or more. Career aired run average at 3.5. Um, 10-time All-Star, World Series champion in 1995, two-time NLC Young winner, World Season MVP in 95, Silver Slugger Award, and National League wins leader five times. Uh, his re- number is retired by the Braves and was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame as a first ballot with 91.9% of the vote in 2014. Little side note when I was re- doing the research, um, there's only one of the 24 pitchers that have pitched one 300 or more games that's not in the Hall of Fame. And that's Roger Clemens. Um, so, all right, with that, let's move over to the UCLA updates. Can you give me the little UCLA fight song, Dan? See. Uh, uh, UCLA fight 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 the coronavirus. Uh, okay, um, so uh, not quite a, a UCLA update, but we talked about this in the last episode where um, there was a coaching change at Colorado, and I had heard that Jim Mora, uh, the, the the old UCLA football coach, football ball coach, was going to be potentially hired for Colorado. I had the wavelength was right; I was just had the wrong ex UCLA coach. So Carl Dorrell is got hired. Um, uh, at the Colorado Buffaloes, which was, I'm not going to lie, a little bit of a shocker to me. And I um, I got nothing against Carl Durrell as a human being, but I feel bad for the Buffalo fans. So um, not to mention, since we're on football, not too much college football happening right now, but Cade McNown, uh, the quarterback that I replaced uh, that came before me, got officially inducted it was announced the, this week that he would be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. So I want to say congratulations to him. Um, actually, was on some email exchanges from this QB group with all kinds of the ex-UCLA quarterbacks from forever. So he's actually the 16th player, and he sent out a nice email saying thank you for all your well wishes, And uh, but he didn't want to come on the show. Apparently he's busy today. Is, is um, he a little tied up? Yeah, he's he's, t- yeah. he's tied up at, at the grocery store. Um, so it's Wait, actually is the DTR going to be. You know, we'll see. We'll see if he's going to be on. in that in the, on that list of Hall of Famers. <laughs> Not a chance. You don't think so? Not a chance. No? But he he becomes the sixteenth UCLA. I bet he's available to do the show. One hundred percent. McNown becomes the sixteenth UCLA football player to be inducted into the College Football yeah, Hall awesome. of Fame. Uh, Troy Aikman, Gary Beeman, Randy Cross, Terry Donahue, Kenny Easley, Tom Fears, Billy Kimmer, Don Mumal, Jonathan Ogden, Tommy Prothrow, Jerry Robinson, Red Sanders, John Shara. Al Sparless and Kenny Washington, uh, and he's already been into the UCLA Athletics Hall of Fame and the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame, which leads me to point out that I'm still not officially in my high school Hall of Fame. Um, okay, so you we haven't discussed this. <laughs> I'm I'm saying this of my own volition. Uh huh. But can 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 we can I start with the listeners, the listeners and me, start some kind of petition or something? 
At least for high school? My God, we got to kick this off. We're going to think about this that. This is ridiculous. Well, if we, I have a bone to pick. We might have to the, do a quit pro quo and, and name. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm really? going to need to uh, send some money for names. the uh, yeah, send some money for the um, the scoreboard. Maybe then I'll get Ooh, in. Okay, but since since obviously you know, unless you're living under a rock, you've real you've seen that almost everything has been canceled from a sporting event standpoint. Yeah. Um, uh, and but. Out of respect to the UCLA teams that did get their seasons abruptly canceled. So softball was ranked number one in the country. Women's tennis was ranked number two. Beach volleyball was ranked number two. Women's water polo was ranked number two. Gymnastics was ranked number three. Baseball was ranked number four. Men's volleyball was ranked number nine. Women's golf was ranked number 10. Women's basketball was ranked number 10. Men's tennis was ranked number 15. Women's track and field was ranked number 16. Swimming and diving was 24. And men's golf was 25. So that's pretty good, okay. For one I of the, so. you know, the one of the greatest sports programs in the history of college sports. Even though we were eighteen point four million dollars in the hole last year, so this certainly ain't going to help any. Uh, isn't going to help any uh, any of the financials. <laughs> but then there's men's basketball. So. <laughs> If you remember, Dan, last last show we were talking about how the Bruins were already were, were turning the corner. Yes. They were playing Colorado yes. for uh, for aforementioned Colorado, and they quieted a huge crowd, and they took us on the brink of being in first place by winning their fifth in a row, uh, uh, cr- crushing the the dreams of the Colorado Buffaloes. Mm-hmm. Then I actually attended the ASU game later on that week on Thursday and saw Jamie uh, Jacquez hit a game winning three pointer to put us in a tie for first place in the Pac-12, six in a row. Then I went to the U of A game that two days later on Saturday and watched the Bruins have another fantastic win in an environment that felt just like Bruin hoops of games of old. Boom, seven in a row. Uh, had a, saw Baron Davis, Tyus Edney, and actually caught up with Mercedes Lewis as well. Very, really nice to spend some time with him. What a solid du- dude and a fantastic career. And I had, he, you know, he played with Aaron Rodgers last year. So, you know, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers before. Yeah, this is yeah. a, this is one of the tight ends from back in the day at UCLA and had a right? 15, 16 year career in the NFL. Uh, um, looks great. And I said, you know what? You know, we haven't ever talked about this. Is Aaron Rodgers legitimately like special? And he just hesitates and he goes, yeah, bro, he's he's one of a kind. He, the guys is, is, is that right? crazy when it comes to just yeah. intensity and ability. Yeah. So it's confirmed. It's confirmed. He's a little bit of a savant. Um, so that was awesome. But then. If it wasn't for the USC condoms, I mean, sorry, Trojans, we would have successfully pulled off the greatest season turnaround I can ever remember. But regardless, we lo- regardless, I think every single UCLA basketball fan cannot complain one bit where the program is right now, playing as a team and buying in to what old Mick has been preaching. So, and as much as I hate losing to USC in anything, you got to give credit to Jonah Matthews for hitting that the game-winning three-pointer in what became his last game because the season was over. In a game, he also became the career three-point leader at USC. So, um, you know, we give credit where credit is due. Um, uh, it's debatable that we would have made it into the NCAA tournament without winning the Pac-12 tournament, but I think it would have been close, and I was really looking forward to seeing how the, our guys would have came back after that loss considering it was seven in a row uh and it looks like well not it looks like we're gonna have to wait another year to find out well so my last point on this before we keep it moving is that i can only hope that this motivates the football team dan to bring their program back to life for this upcoming season which obviously you know we're taking it day by day i can't imagine 
this is going to last no. forever. No. Uh, but, you know, come on. So re- in regards to that, we also were planning on having our, our annual Eric Chenoweth episode where we talked about the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So we're going to mo- we're missing out on that. He's bummed. He, oh, he's, he's super bummed. So but in respect out of respect to him, because he was the Kansas you know, center. Mm-hmm. So I thought mm-hmm. we'd give a quick recap how the season ended up. So the top 10 teams for men's college basketball, Kansas ended the season in number one, Gonzaga number two, Dayton, Florida State, Baylor, San Diego State, Creighton, Kentucky, Michigan State, Duke to round out the top 10. And other college basketball news, Rick Pitino's coming back to NCAA hoops to go to Iona. Do you know where Iona is? New York. That a boy. I knew, is that true? I, yeah, of course. Oh, good. Yeah. So talk about a fall from grace, Rick Pitino. All the success at Kentucky and Louisville and so many other places. He leaves a fantastic professional job in Greece to come back to coach Iona. So, hey, maybe he, he, he loves... He, <laughs> uh, never mind. Okay, so and, and so in honor of, of Chenoweth, who I consider to be a real classy guy, I want to talk about our next sponsor, True Classic Tees. So this is Los Angeles. We wear T-shirts. I work out. I'm a dad. Dan, you're a dad. It's always T-shirts, no matter what, baby. True Classic Tees are my favorite base right here in my adopted home of Los Angeles. Excited to be have them a part of the show. They're soft. They hold up in the wash. All the good dad shit you need. And as a dad, you know shirts get ruined. That's why I love these because they start at just $15 and you get 20% off for Bruins fans. TrueClassicTees.com. That's TrueClassicTees.com. And the code at checkout is Believe, B-L-E-A-V for 20% off. That's B-L-E-A-V at checkout. They have a three-pack for just 32 so you can take 20% off that to get your everyday shirts yeah. when they get some stuff on them using to wash your car. All right, so let's move the chains over to the rest of the sports updates. You're not going to get me. (laughs) That's the coronavirus. You're not going to get me. Um, Okay. So first on the NFL. So free agency is coming and then the draft. And I just read before we started the show here, Dan, and uh, Mm -hmm. it's about almost 1130 on Sunday, March 13th. So I just read that the NFLPA voted to approve the collective bargaining agreement, but it was very close, Dan, 1019 to 959. So that means 959 people didn't agree with it, but it's going forward anyway. Yeah. So it's a big deal, though. Can you imagine all that money, all uh, you know, all the owners, all the professional football players agreeing on a union contract? Yeah, no, it's I a can. big deal. Yeah. So, Very. so it's uh, a couple of the highlights. So there's going to be a new, uh, uh, an extra wild card playoff game for each conference starting next year, which is probably the biggest news. Uh, so only one team in each conference will have a bye by uh, week in the playoffs instead of two. Um, they're not going to add an extra regular season game. Not Nothing's official, not till potentially the following season. And there's it's still sort of, you know, again, I haven't been able to research all of it. I took just the highlights. Um, but it's it's said to have tried and take care of the middle class player. Mm. Right mm-hmm. now, now mind you, middle class player still makes like yeah. 450000 a right. year. I was going to say. Uh, as a middle them, but uh, we're talking middle class in regards in, to the NFL. In the NFL so, yeah. um, I'm watching with extreme intensity, which what happens with Tom Brady. Okay, so he is in free agent watch. Uh, obviously, the the biggest name free agent uh, of this of this um, free agent period because I have officially. 
you know how we I'm invested at the Rose Bowl, right? Like you've been Quite. to our your our, our skybox. So I have officially invested in the new Los Angeles Stadium as a Chargers fan. I signed a lease for a skybox for the Chargers. Okay, wait a minute. What? Yeah. So wait a minute. This is this is big news. It's huge news for me personally. Yeah, and it's it's gonna be great. No, but really, it's the big uh, monolith that they're Mm -hmm. building, the big Charger Stadium, the most state of the art stadium in the history of the world. Yes, that one. So dang it, dang, really dang. fired Congratulations. up. Yeah, thanks, thanks. I'm a little scared about how I'm going to figure out how to pay for it, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, but I'm going to figure it out. And think about how much of a genius I'm going to look like if Brady actually goes to the Chargers. Pretty sure I won't have a hard time finding partners on that one. Yeah, no. However, yeah, the Chiefs no. are coming to town next year, regardless, and the Wait. Patriots. Patriots are coming to town. There's like there's still other games. Like the Chargers are not very good right now. Yeah, but, but they're coming. But they're they're still going to be there, and you're still going to watch another team. And it's still NFL football if the yeah. season goes on. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. It's going to be a great stadium, too. We're, it's, it's great. I'm, pretty, hey, not, I'm not really far, far from the studio here. No, not far from the studio, very, which, by the way, thank God. Convenient. You know, I was thinking about it. Thank God we have such a big studio because if we were sitting within six feet of one another, I would be concerned. But, but since no, we have keeping, such a spacious studio, we yeah. should keep it this way. Yeah. Let's. Um, okay. So that's on the, on the NFL. So we're going to keep a close eye on that. And and I also remember how much I talk about the Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert. He's you remember that name, right? Uh huh. <laughs> So he's my he you was don't my believe me? <laughs> he was my favorite college quarterback. There's a good chance it looks like that he might get drafted by the Chargers. No, so I the mean Los I, Angeles. Yeah, Chargers. my fingers are so crossed. You could you could wow, it could dude. be Tom Brady, and then right after him, my favorite college quarterback, and I will That's officially awesome. be a Chargers fan for the rest of my life. And remember, I did sign a free agent deal with the Chargers for about three days. See you there. So it was all coming together. It's all okay. It's all <laughs> NHL season postponed as well. But the LA Kings, remember, we've been talking shit on the LA Kings. They had uh, won seven in a row. Wait, what? They had won seven in a row, and the season gets postponed. They, they won seven in a row? Yes, and the season gets postponed. Uh, uh, so anyway, the Bruins, the Blues, the Avalanche, and the Lightning were at the top. The NBA season's postponed as well, uh, but with the Bucks and the Lakers still on top of the standings. But the Lakers did have a nice win against the Bucks, where I thought LeBron said, whoa, 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 hold up, and put the, the D in defense and locked them up. And had, it, that was a great game, and everyone was considering, you know, it was later in the season, two top teams paying attention to mm-hmm. it but with it you know in conjunction with the nba obviously i we got to talk about the kobe kobe's funeral um you know i i got it i i cried multiple times i mean some of the speeches were unbelievable um you know there's so many clips we could have chosen but you know i i thought you know diana tarasi's speech was fantastic um obviously his wife you know was it was was a an interesting speech, like obviously super sad. And at the same time, she, in my opinion, she's a little bit of a polarizing figure, but to be able to deliver anything considering what happened with your son or your, with your husband and your daughter, uh, was, was difficult to hear no matter how you feel about her. Um, and then, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, you know, one of my favorite athletes of all time. Can you play the Michael Jordan clip for me? What do you come as a basketball player, as a businessman, and a storyteller, and as a father. In the game of basketball, in life, as a parent, Kobe left nothing in the tank. So, 
I mean, it went on, he went on, and and I thought Jordan's speech was fantastic. And Jordan's a little bit of a private guy to a certain extent, and he, he you you mentioned it in the pre-show, Dan. You know, you to get up there and to you don't you you, you got to you almost got to do it just right because you can't get overly emotional and deliver right. nothing. Right. You can't make it be. It's 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 a it's a tightrope. And, tight, yeah. and I thought Jordan no, but, yeah. walked it beautifully. And I thought Shaq walked it even great. So then, so then yeah. Jordan Jordan comes in with a, the, a little bit more emotion. Shaq had had emotion previously. And then he comes in with a little bit of comedy, which I thought was great when he mm-hmm. said, uh, told the story about how uh, the guys were complaining that, that Kobe's not passing the ball. And he said something about there's no I in team. He's like, but there's a me in that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> and then Shaq went back to the guys. He's like, hey, Kobe ain't passing the ball. Just get the fucking rebound. Right. So, okay. Could you just, yeah. you know, I, that was, I get goosebumps almost now thinking about it. You know, that was amazing. Uh, and, uh, and he was certainly gone too soon. And uh, to think that when you heard his daughter, his wife talk about the two of them playing basketball up in the heaven and that type of thing was, yeah, you almost can't even talk about it right now. But right. Uh, so rest in peace officially, Kobe. Now the, the, you know, the mourning uh, officially can, you know, the grieving can officially keep going and, and potentially we can start putting mm-hmm. it behind us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I did see LeBron tweet something about, you know, as they postpone the season, he, he just said something like, can we just do 2020 over? You know, right. Like, Let's just reset. Yeah, just reset yeah, the whole yeah. thing. So yeah, I, I get I it. You. PGA postponed Masters in particular. I mean, what's it going to be like in April not seeing the Masters for the first time? Uh, I don't know when. The XFL. You got to feel bad for these guys. They were just starting to get some right. some good good momentum. Right. They're 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 done. So UFC though, <laughs> got to leave it leave it to the fighters. So I was thinking about how much ca- sports can- canceling all these sports are going to affect the gambling industry. <laughs> Right, well, the sports yeah. betting. So, I can't. I I, I didn't see any uh, statistics, but last night the UFC did go on with a UFC fight in Brazil, right. but they didn't let spectators, uh, like normal spectators, right, join right. it. They're just like, "F it, we're still going to fight." Can you imagine <laughs> how much be- gambling happened on those fights? Because no. on a normal weekend, right. there's hundreds of things to bet on. <laughs> right. Especially college basketball would right. have been happening. Take all that away. And there's literally, and there's literally like one thing to bet on. A couple of guys in the whole world. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, re- I think there's probably a few bets placed. I can't, there had to have been. <laughs> oh I did God. get a text from my bookie the other day. He normally, I, I owe him money, and he normally like doesn't bother me really. At all. He's just like, oh, you pay me when you pay. He pay, doesn't pay know where the with... studio is, does he? No, he doesn't. Okay, no, and it's not that much anyway. I, I don't have the balls to, to to bet big. But he normally doesn't bother me, and he, he he's following you know, up. Really? Is that right? He's following up. Hey, listen. He's like, yeah. listen, you know, my business is uh, gone. Yeah. So, so uh, if we can settle up, that'd yeah, be great. If we can settle up, that'd be great. You know what? Give me half, and we'll call it a day. Right. <laughs> um, but so uh, do, do you remember a, f- a few episodes back when I said, you know, our buddy handles Connor McGregor? And yes, he, we yes. had big news, but we couldn't talk about it. Remember? Yes. Okay, so that big news. Are you going to talk about it? Yeah, it's formal. It's been a, a, announced. Oh. So our our, the, our friend of the show, mm-hmm. um, our friend Audie, has officially be is now the uh, the manager of Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. What did uh-huh. you just say? Exactly. So that was what I was talking about what back in the day. What did you just say yeah. out loud? Uh huh. So you're wait, Manny, our friend of the show. 
Yes. Is now the manager of uh, Manny Pacquiao. As well as Conor McGregor. Holy so, crowley. So, who knows? We'll see if something guest happens. The, guest on the show? No, well, well, I don't know about Manny. Well, no, but, not uh, Manny, your buddy. Yeah, you know, it's, he's yeah, got the inside of course. scoop. Yeah, of course. But you know, we're we're letting them we're letting them uh, enjoy this. But UFC wow. two forty eight, I did buy again uh, last weekend, which was uh, Weilei Zhang versus Joanna Zhurdzak, uh, one of the best female fights I've ever seen. If you guys, if anybody saw that, these girls, literally, Dan. I mean, they beat the living shit out of each other. Yeah. So, and this is like the good and the bad thing about female fighting right so that like this is not sexist or anything it's just accurate a, a female doesn't pack as much punch right like pack, pack as much force in a punch right well i'd rather not test that but yeah <laughs> I, I get i hear what you're saying yeah so so my point is is that if right. if men hit each other that many times in the face as these two women got hit in the face. One of them nor is, is, is knocked out and unconscious Brain well damage. before that. Right. Yeah. But yeah. because there's not as much power behind the, the, the women punches, mm -hmm. women's punches, they tend to beat the shit out of each other for longer and longer <laughs> and longer before someone's like knocked out. Right. And, and you, the one girl, the, the Polish, the, the, the Polish girl, she looked like un almost unrecognizable, oh my God. and you had to feel bad. But really? it was it was it was it, if you like fighting and you like the technical aspect of it, yeah. it was one of the best male or female fights you've ever seen. So then the next the, that was a co-main event. Then Israel Adesiano uh, versus Yoel Romero, another great five five round fight. Um, uh, Adesiano kept the title, but this dude Yoel Romero, man, this guy looked like. He's like he's got muscles everywhere. He's yeah. like he's also like forty years old. He just looks like he's twenty five. Oh my! But you know, just a crazy dude. Great fight. But I and I thought it was it wasn't controversial, but that one was closer. And then moving and keeping it in the fighting business. Do, do you remember seeing the, some uh, uh, the heavyweight boxing championship mm -hmm. with Tyson mm -hmm. Fury and Dante Wilder? Yeah, like that was going to be a big fight. It was oh, a yeah. big fight. Oh yeah. So it lived up to the hype, and uh, I had bet on Fury knocking out Wilder in either the second, the third, or the fifth rounds for not a lot of money. But if that would have happened, six thousand seven hundred fifty. So he, he in the fifth round, I would. So you follow me? Mm -hmm. In the fifth round, mm -hmm. Fury's getting after him, right. and he's like, I, I'm literally jumping out of my right. seat, going right. crazy, <laughs> because there was a chance that if he knocks him out of that round, big payday, right? Big. Turns out, he actually did rupture the dude's eardrum in the fifth, but, but they didn't stop the fight until uh, the seventh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they stopped the fight in the seventh, when Wilder's uh, uh, corner threw in the towel. Uh, but I thought it was this, it literally was this close, so close to being in the fifth, so Dan. Close. And if you could imagine, I had the, like, <laughs> like you know, the, uh, or the, the part where, uh, if you've seen it in many movies, where like um, it, the one I'm thinking of is in, you know, the part in Little Mermaid where <laughs> the, 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 the bird is shaking the crab. He's I like, you so, know, yeah. just. Kiss him already. Kiss her already. He's like yeah, shaking yeah. him, shaking him. Anyway. Trying to give him a concussion. Anytime I one? can throw in the little mermaid, you know I'm yeah. going to do it. So I've got to talk about the entrances, though. Did you see this, Dan? So no. both of their entrances to the, to the fight were very different. So Tyson Fury, you know, the big Irishman, comes in being carried on a throne. Beautiful. Right? So he sits down the whole walk to the, to the okay. ring. Okay. Interesting. Deontay approach. Wilder. Wears 
like 80 pounds worth of robotic looking outfit to make him look like a machine. Okay. So, and I, and I bring up the, the 80 pounds worth of stuff because he literally did insinuate afterwards that he was a little tired because he walked <laughs> in with like 80 pounds of shit. He's right. like, I was sweating before I, I got to the thing. I was so like, okay, well, hey, um, you know, Samsonite, I was way off. Right. But you probably should have thought about that before you put on 80 pounds of fucking metal. Yeah. You know, they can make that out of plastic and it weighs nothing. Right. So and what was the point you're anyway? Really you're like a you're a machine, you genius. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, wow. it, and then at the end of the game, probably the most anyone who saw this, you had to have to agree with me. One of the most awkward post-fight situations ever. This Irish guy who's very bombastic, you know, like he's like a little crazy, right? Okay. Um, I reminds me of another Irish fighter that we know, um, and he literally gets the whole crowd to sing. The like first verse and half of the second verse to American Pie. What the guy boxing match at the end after he won? Long, long, come on, everybody! Long, long time ago. (laughs) And and, and, and the announcers, (laughs) after he goes for a couple minutes, he's thinking, "You're going to stop?" No, no. Blows through the chorus, starts on the second verse. By the way, really long song. Yeah, and not not particularly yeah. uh, uplifting. Yeah. So anyway, I thought if you saw that, that was interesting. Wow. And now he's facing allegations of bribery because he paid paid a, uh, 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 tried to bribe someone to testify against a failed drug test. Like in 2017, this Lanc- Lancashire farmer, okay, his name is Martin Carefoot. What a great name for a farmer, right? <laughs> I mean, is that the best name for a farmer you've ever yes, heard? Yes, it is. So he says that fe- the Furries team and entourage offered him money in exchange for testimony to the United Kingdom's anti-doping investigators that admitting to supplying, that admitted to supplying Fury and his cousin, fellow boxer Huey Furry, with quote, "This is why I wrote this: uncastrated wild boar." Oh, yeah. So apparently if you take uncastrated wild boar, that that would account for you testing positive for a banned steroid called nandrolone. Okay. Okay. So guess what? What are they extracting from these wild boars? I don't know, but uncastrated wild boar is kind of like taking steroids. Where can we find an uncastrated wild boar? (laughs) Because that to me sounds like it's a hell of a lot healthier than (laughs) steroids. Yeah. Is it good? Or is it whack? Perfect. <laughs> Love it. So you want to know why it's coming to light, Dan, that no. they potentially offered to bribe him? Sure. Because they didn't fucking pay him. Oh. Big shocker. See what happens? See, if you're going to bribe somebody, right. you got to bribe them. Yeah, you, you got to actually them. follow through with the bribing part. Yeah. 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 I mean, come on. A key element of a bribe. Is, is to, the payment is part. to do it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to keep our eyes on that because now it's now it's they're saying that around that time his career skyrocketed. Right. So we got to get some you know, uh, back, you know, back to what we said about Roger Clemens in the Hall <laughs> of Fame, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So um, one more thing on on sports before we keep it moving. So uh, so NASCAR. Remember the Daytona 500? Ryan Newman had that that crash. It looked yeah, like there's yeah. no way a, yeah. a human being would walk away from it. Well, he did, and I thought uh, this quote was great because again, in, in the time of all all these times you think about all kinds of other things. So he says, it's still humbling to watch, you know, the wreck and and know that I'm sitting here without a headache, which is amazing. Um, It's just a miracle on so many levels. I'm thankful for so many people for prayers and for all the things that went into me being safer in that situation. The angels aligned and held me a really held a really good grip. So, Lots of things in that in that quote, don't you think? Yes, going on here. Yeah, the one that that stands out for me is he can crash like that and not have a headache, and I eat ice cream <laughs> and I get a headache. 
I think he's a real man. And whoever said that NASCAR drivers aren't athletes? Right. All right, so let's oh, shake crazy. it over to pop culture and politics. I got a new song this week. Hopefully, I can't imagine. Maybe a handful of listeners know this song. Maybe my mom. Okay. Okay. All right. So I also picked this song for obvious reasons. Shake me, wake me when it's over. Yeah. The coronavirus. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you feel it, huh? We're just like, again. Oh, I, I feel it. This is a distraction, distraction <laughs> from the fact that you can't get in the toilet paper, toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and are you tired of eating out of the canned foods? Okay, here we go. All right, so pop culture. So first of all, you know it was a leap year, February. Yeah, we of, had the extra, uh, yeah, day. extra day. Sure, so because we need an extra day, right. In twenty twenty, <laughs> good one. So, um, so this is how it all comes together. So the okay. guy that I that convinced me to sign the lease at the Chargers, right? Okay. So he, yeah, I'm sure it took a lot of convincing. Well, it actually did. I was yeah. scared. I was a little oh, scared. Okay. So the, the how crazy is this? So he. His he has a, him and his wife have uh, their second child, and the kid's born. Uh, shout out to the new kid Leo Mickey Moran. Now is that a, is right. that a, is that yeah, one hell of a that's yeah. an Irish gangster name yeah, written all over sure. it, right? Yeah. So Leo Mickey Moran. Okay, shout out to him. Born on a leap year. So this dude. So he, like, there's only like right now there's only like a hundred. There's less than two hundred thousand people with that birth date in the United States. Is that right? Some crazy number like yeah. that. Isn't that kind of weird? So he was born on leap day. Right. So he's gotcha. only going to get a birthday. Yeah, like every four years, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, it's like, a, you know, like an, like an yeah. election. Right. <laughs> he's going to be young for he's a long kick, time. That's great. <laughs> he's going to have a kick-ass party every four years. Yeah. I can't wait to know the kid. Uh, all right, so a little bit more on pop culture uh, before we get into the Corona Diaries. So Homeland is back officially. So I think we're in episode four of the last season of Homeland. How we're, long has that show been on the air? Uh, a long time. But do you, you're not a Homeland fan? You're not a Homeland fan. I'm not a Homeland fan. Is that Claire Danes? Yeah. Is she still on that show? Uh-huh, she is. But it's a different guy now? Um, no. He, well, or is he back? He, no, there's, there's, there's been there's multiple been guys, guys, but the original okay. guy is, yeah, is gone. Brody is gone. Okay, yeah, he, Brody he, killed, he got Brody. killed um, in a foreign country as she stared through the fence. Um, okay, so it's back in <laughs> so effect. Back. And the interesting point that I'm, my, I'm, I'm bringing it, I'm, I'm into it. I've loved the show from day one. It's just crazy to me that in the show, they're doing a deal with the Taliban. Just like we are in real life. Oh, and you, you there get, you go. You know, I mean, I guess the odds of that happening are not that crazy, but it is kind of weird that the show it's it's running parallel. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, and I don't want to ruin it for anyone that hasn't seen it. I'm sure that if you're a big Homeland fan, you're up to date. You so, know. yeah, but you, I would hope so. But basically, you know, the the president dies. Right. And then you're like, Ooh. oh, exactly. Is that a possibility? Exactly. That's what <laughs> I know a lot of people were hoping he would test positive for uh, COVID-19, but. Yeah. So you know what I mean by that, yeah. right? So, okay. And then the other one that I just finished, I binge watched was uh, Narcos Mexico 2 or Mexico season two. I still haven't seen that. Is oh, that my goodness. So, so many things to talk about in that, but I'm going to go with a few things here. So. All right. Um, so the the real life examples, I've gone back and done some additional research of of the characters in Narcos Mexico. And it's it's unbelievable to, to see how 
cool slash crazy it is with what was really happening because they yeah. do a pretty good job of making it a um you know they they say the disclaimer at the beginning you know this is some things have been changed but this is all based on real life shit you right. know they they weave in you know news reports that were real footage back in the 80s right, right. so but I, I remember this line in the movie american gangster okay i'm getting to the point dan okay I, I have faith so do you remember the movie american gangster with russell crowe and denzel washington it's a great gangster yes. movie. Yes. You know, Denzel Washington, Harlem gangster heroine, yes. you know, Vietnam type. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so in that movie, Russell Crowe's character, who he's like a, uh, an, an attorney and invest, special investigator, all right? He says to his boss, you know, I don't think that they want the war on drugs to stop. I think it employs too many people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you think about that phrase. And I know it's f- true in Mexico from what you your research shows you, sure, right? Sure. Like, and I and I've mentioned this when I went to Guadalajara uh, for a wedding, you know, last year. And I'm going to remind everybody again if you didn't listen to that episode. So you go into Guadalajara, Guadalajara, Guadalajara. Yellow. That's how you have to say it. Okay. And you realize like how Nolan? I mean, it's got more. It's got twice as many people as Los Angeles. All right. Hey. It's a huge industrial, like bustling city that looks like it's very Spanish European feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know Cancun, and you realize that that's where the epicenter of you know, the drug cartels started. And you think of how much literal drug money was into the the, the economy. Sure, still to this day. Sure, right. And then you think, and in, in your first reaction as a, as an American. Uh, is, oh, this is all corrupt and this drug money everywhere. Okay, well then, I, I'm, you know, I, I have the ability to be, look, see things from both sides, as I, I believe. So do you remember when I talked about Las Vegas? Okay. <laughs> so what uh-huh. do you think Las Vegas is? Well, you think Las Vegas was started by a bunch of uh, Mormons? Yes, no. Okay, no. So, so like, who are we? To act like, like <laughs> to just think that right. there is no corruption in the United States. Now, right. mind you, corruption in the United States doesn't have a gigantic, you know, shipment of kilos of cocaine attached to it, right? Uh, true. Right, but don't. But let's it? not pretend right. that that <laughs> the United States uh, government is not corrupt. Right. Like, I mean, we got politicians that have made a couple hundred grand a year for 20 years, yet somehow are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. I don't know and, how that and, works, and, you yeah. Know, and one of them almost became president last time. Yeah. Right. So, so like, let's, like, you know, spare me on the Mexico has a corrupt government. <laughs> right. Cause I, and I'm bringing that up because I have, I'm going to circle back to a little Mexico later, just okay. so you know. Okay. All right. Okay. So then on the Corona Diaries, I thought this was a, a, a perfect opportunity to bring in a new segment. You've already mentioned it before. Oh. But uh, can you play that one? Give me that one from uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, tell Victor that Ramon, the fella he met about a week ago, <laughs> tell him that um, Ramon went to the clinic today and I found out that I have um, triple simplex 10. And I think. Don't you, don't you miss the days when your biggest concern was getting herpes? Don't you kind of miss that? Like, oh, as long as it's not on my face. Oh, man. Um, Things have changed. Things so, have changed. So I'm, I'm sitting there. My wife is telling me that we're out of toilet paper, and I'm saying to her, you know, it's like nine o'clock on a, a couple, you know, Wednesday or Thursday, right? And I said, "There's no, I, I'm fine. You want me to go get some more toilet paper? It's not that big of a deal. I'll go get some more toilet paper." Right? There's only five of you over there, <laughs> not counting your in laws. In our, in our, in laws over there, so there's yeah, seven of you. You know, it's so like th- our three daughters use more toilet paper than any other human beings <laughs> on the planet. China. First of all, yeah. <laughs> 
So I, I'm like, I'll go fine. I'll go do it. No, you know. So I go to the gas station first because I'm going to get gas at a, right. at a gas station that always has long lines because it's the lowest, the cheapest gas in LA. Okay. And so I pull into the gas station to fill up. You know, it's Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Perfect. No one's there. Get some gas. I go in there and I like walk around the gas the store. Sure. There's always a little bit of toilet paper in the store. I realize there's no toilet paper. There's the area where there was toilet paper before in the little convenience store. There's no toilet paper. I'm thinking, okay, so what do I do? Just in case I buy all the Kleenex at the to- at the grass station. Just oh, in case, okay. right? Okay, sure. So you never know. Like if this is if 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 something happens, I gotta rush home from here, I got Kleenex. Right. So I get twenty dollars worth of Kleenex from the gas station. Get fill up my car, done. Okay, drive over to CVS where I normally go next to get prescriptions and other things of that I need. Mm-hmm. No, they, they always have toilet paper. They always have toilet paper. No toilet paper there. I'm like, okay, well, I'm certainly not. I get it. I'm wrong. They're 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 out of toilet paper. Okay. I I was I I I I stand corrected. Right. But there's still a shitload of Kleenex. Is there? Yeah, and they had a great deal. You know, CVS got those deals for Kleenex. So I I bought a hundred dollars worth of Kleenex. I got forty dollars <laughs> worth of cash back because they should have known better. Right. And that's what I didn't understand. There's all this cleanest. So now, worst case scenario, our little our little girls are going to be wiping their rear ends with aloe-infused right. Kleenex for the next they're two gonna, months. They're going to be so comfortable. They're going to be fine. Everyone else is going to be suffering yeah. through coronavirus. Yeah, and, it, and it reminds me of a time where my father, you know, where, where I remember growing up, we had a septic tank. And we would never, we were not allowed to wipe our butts with Kleenex because it would screw up the septic tank. Oh, I bet. So yeah. we had the shittiest toilet paper on the planet. I what, remember like one ply generic. It was the worst stuff? toilet like, paper is, because it was it would it would you know would, would break down easier in the septic oh, tank, no. right? Yeah. So I remember going over to other people's houses that lived in the city. <laughs> you know, we lived in unincorporated New Lenox. I, I remember going to you know houses in the city and right. thinking. This is good. Toilet this paper. is living. Hey, do you mind if I use your bathroom? Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm just going to. I don't even really need to do it. I'm just going to see what it feels like. Oh so anyway, I thought that that was a little bit, um, uh, you know, I got we got a lot of Kleenex, bottom line. All right. Um, and then the roads, but the roads in Los Angeles, one of, that's a bright spot. I'll yeah, tell you, the pretty, traffic is yeah, great. Traffic's great. Um, you know, I, it's, I think it's awesome. The, the, yeah. Like so far, you know, no kids are really getting it. So it's not, you know, think about it. That would be a big, you know, a, even a much bigger problem, right? If right. kids were literally becoming affected and affected, like it's, you know, I don't want old people to die, but they're already lived long time. Well, yeah. Now, <laughs> let's back up a little bit, though. Has anyone said definitively why everyone is hoarding toilet paper? Because the symptoms of coronavirus are such that way at the bottom of the list, there's maybe some maybe mild diarrhea. Diarrhea. Mild. Yeah. It's mostly an upper respiratory thing. Why is there no toilet paper? I don't know. It just seems like it's a little bit of an overreaction to toilet paper. I think it's more so it's more so of I don't want to go to the store again. Yeah, but but you got to go it through specific a lot. About to- right. How much are you crapping that you need that much toilet paper? Yeah, no, I agree. So, I mean, there's a couple other things to think about on that, too. Like w- with the amount of water, like w- the bottle of water is gone. Like what, what, what you think coronavirus is going to stop our taps from working? Like there's still right. like heaven forbid you drink out of the water that we pay for. <laughs> we, pay, we pay for water already. out of our taps already. Yeah, it's, it's actually not So that bad. part I didn't really understand. Right. Like I don't I have, think you necessarily need to filter. 
Yeah, come on. Um, but so anyway, we're going to keep we're going to obviously keep our pulse on that. Uh, and I want to I want to I want to remember the phrase facts over fear. We're going to get into yeah. a little more of that in, in the politics session. So give me the uh, hail to the chief. Would you you got that? Oh, uh, hail to the chief. We're going to move over to politics. Oh, I thought we were going to. OK. Yeah, don't worry. So we're moving to the politics section. Gotcha. This is very dramatic. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so, all right, so after all the progressive talk about diversity coming up into the 2020 election, Uh-oh. we literally, we we were down to, on the, on the progressive Democratic ticket was three 75-plus-year-old white guys. Mm-hmm. And now I think we're down to two, right? Now we're down to two 77 plus white guys. <laughs> yeah. But we're are diverse and progressive very, very, over there on the left. Very. Um, and obviously it, the the political establishment has officially put all their resources behind Biden. And there is not a chance in hell that Bernie Sanders makes it to the Democratic nomination unless Biden dies. And even be, then, it would be really shocking. And, and, yeah. and even then, if Biden dies, it'll probably like you can just picture Hillary flying in and trying to do something <laughs> on a unicorn, right, literally yeah. on a unicorn. Yeah, yeah with be. her hair blowing in the wind. Right. But no, Bernie's officially out. And I, if I was if I was him, I would just concede uh, defeat, uh, given to defeat, take all the money. That people have donated to you and give it all back, right? And move on. And just move on. Because he's going to end up wasting $30, $40 million. Yeah, fighting Biden. Fighting Biden. Yeah. And yeah. one thing that I do, it does did bother me, though, the talking heads about, I mean, Super Tuesday, which is where I'm going to here. So can you give me one of the uh, uh, Biden bomb? You're lying dog face Tony so. <laughs> So I don't even know what that I don't know either. Know what he does. That was a while. That was a few weeks ago. But we brought that in. But now I have an official title for it. It's called the Biden bombs. So and then I'm I'm, but to be fair, Mm -hmm. we're also going to bring in something called the Trump triggers, because I think (laughs) Trump, when he speaks, he triggers lots of emotion. So I haven't found the perfect one this week. I'm sticking with that for now. There's so few to choose from. (laughs) I know. So but hold on. Here's what I hated about. Super Tuesday. Okay. Talk to me. So Klobuchar and Buttigieg get out a day and a half prior to Super Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the talking heads on all of the left wing liberal media talks about how amazing of a comeback Joe Biden has on Super Tuesday and he's back in action, literally almost refusing to acknowledge that the only reason is because two other people left the race who were actually <laughs> Biden is so right. un, such a, an unwanted candidate that Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana, right. was stealing votes from him. Right. And Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota was stealing votes from him. Yeah. That's how bad of a candidate he is. Yeah. No, I mean, regardless if Biden's worth one way or the other, it, it does always feel like we had written Biden off. Yeah. And then everyone before Super Tuesday is like, oh, no, no, there's the Bi- the Biden surge, the Biden surge. And maybe that's a self-fulfilling prophecy of, before yeah. people go to vote. Right. Yeah. So do, do the talking heads 
on both sides? Because this was coming from the left and the right, the Biden surge. Well, but the like, Biden surge almost guaranteeing that that's that surge is going to happen. I know, but not. But prior to Buttigieg and Klobuchar uh, dropping out, uh, there was very little talk of a Biden surge. True. Yeah. So true. So, but my that's my point. No, so in, right, in fact, right after that, it's you had inevitable. People, right. You had people voting for Buttigieg and then coming out of the polls and, and going, wait a minute, you said he's gay? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's right. And trying try to go back in. <laughs> I swear. Wow. So, I didn't so know now, that. oh, yeah, yeah. There were a couple of people that got in the news. <laughs> oh, like, wow. I had no idea. What the hell? <laughs> I should have said something. So, so the, the point being is that, like, don't, don't insult my, our intelligence. And if, and if you're, and if right. you're a liberal right, that wants people... to sit there and, 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 cause the talking heads go back on TV and start talking about how unbelievable this momentum is. And this is, this is the type of guy Joe is. No, like, we're not stupid. Okay. We, right. we know that you guys they are fucking out. over Bernie and everybody else dropped, dropped out. Well, listen, you, th- how, I'm fine what, with fucking over Bernie. Yeah. But what percentage still. of the party has been hoping, <laughs> dying to think of a way to get Bernie Sanders out of the mix. And I say that as a, you know, as a blue man, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course, please, God, what do we got to do to get this guy to go away? I know. I know. But at the end of the day, it's going to be interesting. This could be the only way that Trump was going to lose this election was if the economy tanked. And prior to the coronavirus, I thought there was no fucking way the economy is going right. to But And then all but of a the sudden, entire world trillion, has trillion dollars in wealth was lost. Maybe right. not a trillion, but a whole shitload of wealth was lost last week. Some of it yeah. has come back, but who knows what happens? Well, and, and Trump will be judged one way or the other on how he has handled and will handle the coronavirus. Yeah. So far, not so great. Yeah, and we should have and we should have called it the corona flu, first of all. Like, seriously. Well, because it is very similar to a flu, right? Yes. It's just another strain of flu. So, I mean, again, I-, I But it I, sounds more ominous if you say virus. Of course that could be anything. it does. And, and they started calling it a pandemic on day one. Right. Oh, it's a pan. There's a pandemic. So, so let's, so we're going to keep moving here. So when Obama, do you remember when Obama handled H1N1? Do you remember that back in the day? Oh a my bit? gosh! So he had that. He, he, did. didn't, he didn't have that, he, but he had to no, deal, he had with to that. deal with H one N. So it took him his 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 um, his uh, um, presidency. Mm-hmm. They didn't issue a national emergency on that until six months into it. Okay, because that is whack. And it was a thousand people had already died in the United States. How really? Okay, but. You go back and you look at how he was treated for his handling of month zero to six. It was like mm-hmm. he was a doctor. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Trump <laughs> shuts down the border, sh- shuts down tra- travel from China almost mm-hmm. immediately. And he's a racist. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then shuts down Europe, which is also controversial. And he's an asshole. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't you, you, when if it's that serious to you think he's saying to himself, oh, this is my perfect opportunity to stop immigrants. I can't I'm going to keep them all out of here now because everybody's no, I think he's I think that part of, of his of his decisions and his administration's mm-hmm. decisions mm-hmm. was a good thing. But you can't you don't see anything positive like there is like zero credit going for any of that as of right now in the media. 
No, true. Right? Do you well, agree, though, that China, it's probably a decent idea to stop people from China yeah. flying into Los Angeles? No offense, Chinese, but right. absolutely. Yeah, no offense to the Chinese people. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to do with that, but, but they, there was a lot of uh, misleading information, non-information right. coming out of China. They were lying to themselves. They were lying to their people. Did you see the so, Chinese yeah, propaganda? The, did you see the Chinese propaganda arm last week? putting out like a couple days in a row, legitimately talking about how great they handled it and that insinuating right. two things. They insinuated one, that the Chi- that the United States military planted the virus in Wuhan. Did you see that? Yeah. What? Official state-run propaganda media yeah. said that we need to apologize for planting it, number one. Number two, they threatened to, to, uh, to slow down the production of our drugs- as oh, a little dangling carrot. So nice. that leads me to to move into the you know who's going to be the who's going to benefit the most from all of this, assuming that it's not the end of the world and one and a half million people don't die and it just becomes like in an annual basis anywhere between up to 600,000 people die every year from the from the flu. Okay, sometimes it's a little less and sometimes it's right. a little bit more. Right. So, you know, this year, say 300,000 people die from the regular flu and an extra 300,000 die from the new flu. Okay? okay, we're still at around the same amount of people that die every year from the flu. Okay, so let's assume that it's not, you know, astronomically higher, right? Okay. An extra okay. million people don't die from right. coronavirus. Right. Here's what's going to happen. We've talked about this before. Remember what I said? The silver lining originally from the coronavirus was that we were going to already we were already trying to get our stuff out of China. Right. To yes. not have to rely on them. Yes. Right? We talked about, you know, what, how much profit companies had made by moving to China. Right. But so then you lost if, billions of dollars overnight. Right. So this is going to expedite that. Quite so. Which is going to be great for the United States middle class. Yeah. But you jobs. Wanna, you want to know who it's going to be the best for? Unilever. Mexico. Ooh. Ooh. You want to know why? Because Because they're not China. No. And even though they're a corrupt government, we control their government. They're right there. They're right across the border. Mm. And so, and we are, I already have multiple clients that are already building that over the last two years have been building uh, manufacturing facilities in in, in Mexico. This is going to expedite that. You want to know why it's good in multiple ways? So the, why do so many illegal immigrants from Mexico want to come to the United States. Do you think they hate Mexico? No. What's there to hate? It's a beautiful country. The weather's fantastic and it, it there's no snow anywhere. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're not they're not coming to the United States because they love you know, the United States. They're coming to the United States because they need to make money to yes. feed the families. Yes. So expedite the middle class boom basically the industrial revolution from the united states happens in mexico 10 15 years later every every poor person in mexico is like fuck the united states i'm not going to the united states no there's jobs i'm doing here fine here we're doing i'm doing absolutely fine here everything's going great i'm going to work here see you later yeah because my money goes a lot further in mexico yeah. too my family's here right we, I got a house yeah, here. I got a big house. I got I a got, big house here. Uh, yeah. So you follow me? Oh, and I, that, I follow you. And then you're getting that? Do you like that? And I can't I like take that. all the credit for the Mexico deal. Uh, that's got to go. A little bit of that credit goes to our, our good buddy Cruz. So um, just something to keep our eyes on. I plan on doing this show for a long time. And I I don't trust the Chinese government at all. No, wait, how can you? How can you? In the draconian measures, like they're like they're like you should see how we contain this virus. <laughs> you yeah, put we... a wall up around the city, and you, <laughs> and you anybody that had, I wouldn't be surprised if they literally killed them faster. 
Oh, I bet. I wonder. I mean, you find it a little odd that the whistleblower ended up dying. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. I think we might want to look into that one. Yeah. Because I'm not sure what he died of. Yeah. Let's one thing I don't way. love is conspiracy theories. Okay. All right. No, so never. All right. So let's keep. We're gonna. We're obviously gonna keep our pulse on this on the Corona Diaries. Right. Lots to talk about. But here, you heard it here first, officially, folks. It's gonna be awesome for the potential future country of North America. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's pack our bags to the travel section. Can oh, get, really? Yeah. We're gonna keep moving here. All right. So on a travel. So I went to. Uh, I went to a cool, a really, I went to China. I went to China. I went to a really cool uh, uh, sporting, uh, sort of uh, sporting slash business um, with the owner of the Chargers and an owner of the Sacramento Kings, and uh, that's where it was a really small, intimate setting uh, prior to prior to everything being canceled, Um, (laughs) and talked about uh, investments in opportunity zones. Unbelievable information. We're gonna get. We get more to that there in the are future. Opportunity zones. Opportunity zones. All over the United States. The Sacramento Kings did a fantastic job with their with their um, uh, their development of the new stadium. But that's where I started getting the idea to potentially in, uh, join the the Chargers family. Went to New Orleans again. And remember how I said there's got to be a nicer area. Yes. I found it. Oh, you did. Oh, yes. Good. I had a couple of nice meals in the arts district. I was on a panel. Okay, like I, oh, I was up really? there like answering questions. Whoa. It felt super cool. Wow. Uh, so that was fun. Then went up to Big Bear again, up into the yes. mountains. There was yes. still snow. Yes. Uh, took the twins skiing by myself, though. Oh, and, wow. You know, yeah, and I did the math. So it worked out to about $175 per chair lift ride. <laughs> so we did two runs, and Ooh. I took them down a bigger, bigger run for the first time. Yeah. Almost pulled the hamstring. Good. They were crying. Like the beginning of right when you get off the chairlift, there's a steep part. It only happens yeah. for about 100 yards, and it's nice and easy for, for right. you, you got to get off half the chairlift, mile, though. Yeah. But you got to get off the chairlift. <laughs> yeah. And they were so mad at me. They were just, and I, and I was doing my best. As I, and I could have So swore. they wiped out at the bottom of they the chairlift They wiped, wiped out the whole time down, and sure. I thought, those poor little legs, I didn't know that those legs could bend in those ways. <laughs> like I felt terrible, but they had a great time and they're going to go back. But here's another thing we did in Big Bear. We went with a couple other families from the school. We went uh, off-roading. Oh. So in, f- in like four, four by four trucks with our families in the middle of the woods, middle of the m- like mud puddles shooting everywhere. Nice. It was really, really cool. The kids had a lot of fun. And it was one of those like, you're like, I, I, got, I got, I'm in my brand new Lexus LX 570. <laughs> Literally, it's two weeks old and I'm driving through two feet worth of muddy water and then there's a you know there's like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of suvs right drive like a bunch of yuppies cruising <laughs> right. through and we saw all these other people driving like with makeshift like right you know four by fours that are built right. for it half a ford half chevy yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah and they're like oh look at all these los angeles <laughs> yuppies cruising through but you still got the dealer sticker on the thing i yeah. did still have the dealer yeah, sticker nice yeah but okay with that being said though so there's one more thing that in the travel section so normally during this time of year mm-hmm. i travel to las vegas to shoot my next music video remember right like <laughs> i mean if it, i mean everybody does that right like everybody yes, travels the, to vegas that's this that's the season it's so so with that being music. said it's so cool. this year i had to cancel i had uh-huh. to cancel right sure. because because of uh, yeah so our our, our annual uh, yeah our annual deal got canceled so i'm not going to be able to shoot my music video but i did write all the lyrics so who can you can't let a good you know uh, uh, you know a a good 
What is it? A good something go to waste? Why am I? Song parody? No, good tragedy go to waste. <laughs> okay. All right, so you can't let a good tragedy go to waste. So can you give me, I, I rewrote the lyrics to Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. Okay. I'm not going to get to do the music video till next year, but I feel oh. so good about them. I want, them to, I want, to, I want you to hear them. Go, play the beginning of Fleetwood Mac, would you? All right, everybody remembers this song. Okay, and I want you to think of, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna put the music down and I'm gonna give the lyrics. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Okay, go. Okay. Down. If you wake up and don't wanna dial, a red hot intro has been a while. <laughs> Open your eyes and get started today. There's only one way to increase your pay. Don't stop. Working on the net new, don't stop or you will be through and you'll be he, he better than before. OEG's on, yeah, OEG's on, and that stands for organic earnings growth. Oh, I was gonna write okay? that down to yeah. ask you, yeah. All okay. right, so then I won't do the whole thing. Okay. All right, all right, here's the second verse it's not about the things that you've done, Mm-mm-mm-mm. it's about the new business one. If some years have been bad to you, Mm-mm-mm-mm. think what some new big clients will do. <laughs> all right, anyway, all right, you like it? <laughs> I, love it. Oh, I think the rest I love of it's it. even good. All right, so, all right, so anyway, that does an opportunity to humble brag. Uh, so finally, oh, we're going to cross over to Brooklyn's Bridge for the last part of the show. Oh, we, we hope you stick around because then you're going to know. All right, so. What brings us back? Is there anything that brings us closer together as a nation than national emergencies? I would argue not. No. All right, especially at a time of this bipartisan bickering. No. no. Okay. Nothing. So a state of emergency is a situation in which a government is empowered to perform actions and impose policies that would normally not be permitted not per- permitted to undertake. A government can declare such a state during a natural disaster, medical pandemics, epidemic, civil unrest, or armed conflict. By the way, did you see the Tennessee tornado that knocked down 2,000 uh, uh, you know, um, buildings and 25 people died? You saw that, right? No. Oh, it I was, was too busy looking for toilet paper. Exactly. All right, so I wanted to bring up the last five emergencies of significance. Uh, There's actually, over the last hundred years, there's only been two public national health emergencies in the last hundred years. That's not bad. All right, and then most of them have been sanctions, uh, you know, uh, uh, national emergencies on trade, basically terrorism and the military stuff. All right, so so a couple of things of note. So Clinton in November 14th was the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction in 1994, provides for control over the export of weapons combined two previous national emergencies. Uh, And then uh, George Bush uh, the second uh, in September 14th, 2011, obviously the national emergency because of uh, uh, September 11th, mm. allowing the president to call troops from the National Guard for, or from retirement, adopting military funding, so on and so forth. On October 23rd of 2013, Obama had a declaration of national emergency with respect to the H1N1 influenza. That's the only other um, uh, health and national emergency. Uh, this, that was swine flu and things of that things right. like that. Then we got sanctions, 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 sanctions. And then um, we had a declaring of national emergency commencing the south border of the United States. So that's when Trump used tries is try to divert eight billion of funds to build the wall on for Mexico, yeah. and then the second to last one was in May of nineteen securing information and communications technology. So you remember when they were talking about uh, uh, basically against the China using tele telecom telecommunications equipment. For the secretary, in, in the Secretary of Commerce can declare a national um, security risk. If what, this so was for if, what technology? If other, it was yeah. It was, it was remember Maui? 
right? So the it was uh, shot at it was for the Chinese government basically building the technology. It was going to go onto all our phones and mm -hmm. they can spy on us. I have, right. a I have a question. Sure, go ahead. Technology. What is that all about? Oh, God, I love it. Good job, Dan. And then most recently, the 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 COVID nineteen outbreak was oh, uh, yeah, a national emergency on yeah. March thirteenth, twenty twenty. So nothing like a good emergency to bring people together. Um, take care of your families. Uh, you know, catch up on some good books. Binge watch some stuff. You know, let's hunker down. Let's get get through this as fast as possible. Get back to life as normal, um, and ho and I and, and I'm really really confident that life will go back to normal. So as much as anytime we can plug the, the movie Boys in the Hood, you know we'll do it. So we're gonna leave you with this song one more time. Remember, especially a time like this, when you have a positive attitude, no matter what, something's always brewing. Check himself out with his physician to make sure everything is fine before things start falling off on the man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.